Well, we've had all the introductions. We've had all the pomp and circumstance. We've had all the fuss and feathers. But it's time. It's time for Dodger Baseball. This crowd has hollered itself weak. Henderson at second, Molitor at first, one out of the ninth, 6-5 Philadelphia. Stottlemyre and Castillo throwing in case of extra inning. Fastball is hit to left field, down the line, in the corner, home run! Here is Baerga. Wolders looks in to get a sign. Big right-hander ready, delivers fastball. Hit in the air to left center on the dead run is Grissom. He's got it, and the Atlanta Braves are the champions of the world. And they are going wild. And when the upcoming winter gives way to spring, oh, rest assured, once again, it will be time for Dodger baseball. So this is Vin Scully wishing you a very pleasant good afternoon wherever you may be. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Top Room Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Stacks on Stacks on Stacks. Lats here with Mr. Big Ball and Ben Larson. And before we get started with tonight's show, you know, some news broke about an hour ago that Vince Scully has passed away, 94 years old, obviously lived a very long life, but he was the voice of uh, many generations of baseball, and not only baseball, college football, um, NFL as well. He's called a lot of very historic games, and he's called a lot of uh, historic World Series. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, it's he's just an absolute legend. And whether you're a Dodgers fan or a Yankees fan, Giants fan, A's fan, I think everybody can agree that Vince Scully is, you know, the voice of baseball. Um. So I just wanted to take a moment and, you know, just give him and pay him his respects, yep. you know, and uh, also wanted to say rest in peace to Bill Russell. I had something planned on yep. Sunday. Our show got canceled, but um, be. yeah, it's uh, two legends, man. So yep. I just want to start the show off. Sorry, I don't mean to bring it down. <laughs> we'll get it back up. I, 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 uh, I promise, but yep. it was a wild day, Ben. It was, and for everybody out there, my bad on the Sunday show being canceled. That uh, was the final day of my move. I'm in the new digs. Happy living here, out of the out of the old, uh, out with the old, in with the new. And uh, it was just, it was too much for Sunday. So apologize for all that. But we're going to be coming a little bit later uh, in this week than we normally are to uh, to kind of compensate for that show. So I mean, there's a lot of content. We had a great show yesterday with Daniel Lopez from. from the Diamond Talk podcast, and then, uh, you know, you and I tonight, tomorrow, Irvin and I will be previewing the Pac-12 over under win totals. I'm getting really excited for college football because betting baseball fucking sucks, dude. Yeah, it's a little, it's it's an odd <laughs> time right now, so. I mean, baseball is just like, it's impossible, bro. Like, when I when I hear professional sports handicappers say they, they don't bet baseball, I now understand why. This is, like, the first year where I, like, have bet baseball consistently, and, like, I've had some really high ups and I've had some really low lows, dude. <laughs> and so yeah. I'm kind of like, I've kind of gone to like one bet a day. I'm about to go to like maybe one bet a week, depending on if I like anything. Yeah. 
so yeah, that's how baseball goes. So I'm looking forward to college football. And I think that's a, a an important thing, dude. You got to bet what you know. You know what I mean? And like, I, I know baseball, like I know baseball yeah. more than the average fan, you know? Agreed. And, uh, it's tough, dude. It is very, yeah, oh, absolutely. It is very tough. I mean, you could have the most perfect handicap in the world, dude, and yep. just it just doesn't go your way. Baseball is just weird, dude. I mean, there's 162 games. Like, look at tonight, dude. The Grom comes back. The Mets are minus 360 against the Nationals, dude. The Nationals had a Triple A lineup because they trade Juan Soto, Josh Bell. Like, they literally had like Triple A guys, and yep. they win the game five to one. You could have parlayed the Pirates, Mariners, uh, Nationals, and the Diamondbacks. Dude, $10 would have won you like $360. Easy, yeah. I mean, that's just that's just baseball. And then, yeah. like, yesterday, all favorites win. Yep, who would have thought the Angels won? Who would have thought the Red Sox would beat the Astros? Like, there's just there's. Well, a don't lot get me started right on that Angels game, man. The A's one for nine with runners in scoring position. Strand nine runners. They had bases loaded with zero outs and couldn't even get a runner. Similar to the Giants tonight. Giants, yeah. they've squandered a plenty of opportunities, and now they're yeah. losing nine to six. Um, with that being said, let's. Uh, what are you sipping on, though, Ben? Uh, I know you got I'm something doing, special. Uh, yeah, I'm doing a little bit of, of a double duty tonight, so I'm going with a little bit of bourbon to start to uh, kind of welcome in the podcast to the, the new place. Um, so I'm going with Early Times, which is 100 proof um, bottled and bond, so that means that it's going to be kind of regulated by the government, which is surprising on that one. Interesting. Um, but with that regulation means that it's going to be at least four years old, and uh, it's going to be over 100 proof. Um, so, you know, it's a, it's a good stuff. This, this actually... This bottle is really surprising to me. It's a $22 bottle, but this tastes up there with, you know, the $70, $80, $100 bottles that I have. Um, so this is going to be very wow. easily becoming my everyday bottle, um, you know, that I have a glass of at the end of the night and just relax with. And at $22 a bottle, I and, can't and beat not that. even that, it's a, it's a liter bottle as well. Um, so it's a little bit bigger than just your normal, you know, 750 milliliter but, um, nice. you know, I have no problem drinking that. And then after that, we're going to go with, uh, we're going to go with the Sierra Nevada session, hazy IPA. Um, <laughs> Damn, then you go from bourbon to an IPA. I like yeah. it, dude. Well, yeah, but it's a session. So it's coming in at, at, uh, what is it? 4.5%, 4.6%. So it's, oh, that's pretty light for an a, IPA. Yeah. It's their, their session IPA. So it's going to be a little bit lower. going to be, uh, you know, a little less kick in the face. So. <sighs> There we go. There yeah. we go. I'm starting That's it off right. with a uh, Sierra Candy West Coast IPA. This one's 6.2%. This is from Brasserie St. James out of Reno, Nevada. Mm-hmm. Um, never had any of their beers. Uh, when I poured this, though, the head is, like, ridiculous, bro. Like, the, this, shit, see that. this shit foamed up like a, like a volcano, dude. Yeah, it was cold. Huh. Okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Pays is making a guest appearance here real quick. Oh, yeah. Well, that's the the thing that you really have to worry about is uh, is when you have beer that isn't going to be you know as cold as it should be, you are going to get that head, you are going to get that extra foam that you know really can take a little bit away from the beer, but it doesn't necessarily take everything away. Yeah. Um, so it will kind of deflate your beer; it won't be as carbonated if you have that high, you know, high level of head. But um, yeah, yeah no, this one was it's, crazy. It's not the end of the world. I've never seen anything like this. So we're going to see how it's like. But let's hop into uh, some baseball. So obviously the trade deadline goes down today. 
And it was a wild day, bro. It, it was. It really started on Friday with the Luis Castillo trade. Um, and then kind of just like every domino fell. And like all we kept hearing was like the trade market was slow because everyone was waiting on Juan, so- waiting on Juan Soto. Yeah. Last night before Daniel and I go on, we're, we're getting reports that it, the Dodgers are finalizing a deal, that it was the Dodgers. Yeah. The Dodgers are going to get Juan Soto. Yeah. And then this morning I wake up and the Padres are getting him. Yep. Yeah. And then I hear a late late push from the giants to try and get them that they're the sleeper team in this that have always been the sleeper team but didn't things didn't work out yeah i mean it's uh it's it's crazy because i don't even like love the padres package i love Mackenzie gore and i like it, i like the padres package i think it's it's a uh, I, I like Mackenzie gore i like cj abrams dude cj um, abrams is mid bro that fool reminds me of tony kemp like he's been so below average and i get he's a rookie but like his is no power he's fast he's got a decent glove but i mean like he, he's i don't see him ever being like a a star you know what I mean? And for Juan well, Soto, I mean, he's going to the Nationals. He's going to be a star. <laughs> I don't know. That's not too difficult there. I do but, think that a, a you know a rotation of Mackenzie Gore and Josiah Gray going forward. I think that can be very nasty. Yeah. Those are two oh, great starting James, pitchers. James Wood is going to be a terror in a couple years. That was one of the guys that I was you know really high on for San Diego coming up in the future. You know, it's going to be two or three years. Um, he was just drafted last year, I believe. Um, you know, the kid's 17. But give him a couple years to progress, and he can be one of those, I, I don't want to say game-changing superstars, but he can definitely be a superstar. Kid's got a great bat. Kid's got an arm. Um, y- you know, he's going to be m- making a name for himself in the outfield for the Nationals. That's for damn sure can hope the nationals sure hope it's crazy because like daniel and i were talking last night and like he was saying that like you know he's all for trading prospects because there's no guarantee that a prospect's ever going to pan out and he's like you know you can get something right now that's very valuable and i agree but i've been saying all along when the padres name came up i was like man if they're gonna put Mackenzie gore in there like that's not a good look because their starting rotation is already yeah. not that good well they didn't really do anything to fix that today no except they extended joe musgrove and musgrove yeah. he is like a seven era third time through the lineup dude yeah. so like you know five through five innings all right cool but after that i mean you can't count on him they don't have an ace dude you darvish yeah. is good at home he's not good on the road joe musgrove is can't get through six innings blake snell is blake snell yeah. Uh, Sean Manaya is like an innings eater in the regular season, but he's like an average, maybe a slightly above average pitcher. There, this this lineup, I mean, they go out and get Brandon Drury, which I think is nice. Um, yeah, I mean, but again, it doesn't it doesn't fill the hole that they have. The it, hole is starting pitching. Yeah, I mean, but they're you know with that lineup, dude. You, yeah, you know, you just need to get and That's you true. get Josh Hader. So really, you just need mm-hmm. to get to Josh Hader. And hope yeah. that you get to Josh Hader and you have a, a three-run lead or a two-run lead. Because, I mean, they're going to yeah. be able to score. You got yeah. Tatis, and, you know, who knows when he's going to come back. But at least right now you have Machado and Soto in the middle of your lineup. Plus you have Brandon Drury hitting either in front of those two or right behind those two. Yeah. So it's going to be a little bit different. Plus you got Josh Bell. So that's another good hitter, right? Yeah. So, I mean, this, this is a good lineup here. It's definitely arguably the best lineup in the national league from top to bottom. Jake Cronenworth is a former all-star. Um, you also have Will Myers who they were trying to get rid of, but he's coming back from injuries, a little old 
He had a good year in 2020, 2021, but he's kind of regressed it a little bit. Um, Jerickson Profar has been playing really well, too. Uh, Jose Alvaro, the catcher, has been playing well. Plus, their other catcher, Aaron Nola, you know, he's like a highly touted prospect or was a highly touted prospect. He's kind of up and down, but I mean, lineup wise, you know, maybe the Braves have a better lineup from top to bottom. Yeah. Braves probably have a better starting pitching staff. The Dodgers, that was a big question to me. They didn't really go out and make a move. Obviously, they made a push for Soto. But let's let's do it like this. Who are some of your winners, Ben? Well, before we get into that, because we're talking about the the Soto trade, I got to ask, coming from the Nationals' perspective, are you happier with Luke Voigt or are you happier with Eric Hosmer? Oh, I mean, Luke, I think the Luke big Voigt, thing with Luke Voigt is that I don't you, want Hosmer's you don't contract. have a forty-four million dollar contract. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, you know, that was definitely probably a a, a favor that Hosmer rejected that trade. Yeah. But now you're the Boston Red Sox and you have that $44 million contract sitting on your dude. I don't even fucking know what the Red Sox are doing, but yeah, that's kind of where I was going at that because Hosmer hasn't been, you know, maybe he does just need to change the scenery. I think the, I think the Padres are paying some of the contract though. If I'm not mistaken, I do believe I read that, that they are paying some of the contract. Uh, Yeah. They paying a significant amount of the forty four million owed. Yeah, they're they're basically just dumping him. Yeah. So I mean, that's. I mean, if, if you're the Red Sox, you're just hoping like you can get a any kind of production for a guy that's being paid by another team. I mean, that could be beneficial. Although, like, so the the Red Sox and Giants are like the two most interesting teams to me at the deadline because I don't think either are very good. I don't think uh, the Red Sox. You know, they have a decent lineup when healthy the giants aren't good at anything like i don't know what they're good at outside yeah. of like rodon and and maybe logan webb but logan webb hasn't looked like he got shelled yeah. yesterday yeah. um but neither of those teams like i look at him like okay can they make the playoffs maybe but once they get there they're probably gonna get yeah. wiped off the, off the floor well so the Giants today was a big question mark for me. The Yankees today were a big question mark for me. Yeah, the Yankees. We'll get to the Yankees in a second. Those were those were <clears> my, <throat> my two big ones. I don't think they were necessarily. I, I think they were kind of pushing more on the loser side than the winner side, but I don't think they were full losers. Yeah, no, I agree. Because I mean, they still get Frankie Montas. They get Andrew yeah. Benintendi. Yeah. So but I do. Why? Why are you trading one of your depth pitchers? <sighs> I don't know, for, for a center fielder. <laughs> when you're going to be pushing for a playoff spot. Yeah, no, nah, it's uh, head-scratching. And, like, the the Yankees, like, really all we've been talking about all year is, like, okay, the starting pitching is going to regress at some point. It yeah. has. But Jordan Montgomery has been one of those more consistent guys. Exactly. Plus, he's pitched you more innings. Montas. We know he's durable. You add, Yeah, I thought their top three was going to be Cole, Montas, Montgomery. Yeah. And now yeah. I don't know who they're – third guy well, is going to put be. Nestor in there. But I, what what I figured was that it, it could either be Nestor or it could be Montgomery and then you have that other one that can come in and eat innings. If something <sighs> happens, if something, you know, gets that push to you know, the closer area there. So this just this is a huge kind of what are you doing the Yankees for me. Yeah. No, I mean this 
I mean, I'm surprised they got anything for Joey Gallo. That's a uh, that's a win in my book. Well, but, I mean, dude, what if Joey Gallo goes to the Dodgers and just starts raking? Because you know, I mean, he hasn't showed anything. But I mean, playing in New, playing in New year. York is tough, dude. Playing in LA is going to be tough too. It's not the same as New York, though. Uh, it's definitely not the same, dude. He was saying in an interview that he can't even walk out down the street without people fucking threatening him and shit. That's true. Like, that's crazy, bro. And yeah. now he gets to grow a beard again. So, I mean, like, dude, he's going to be more <laughs> He's gonna be more free, bro. He's going to be a lot more free. I think he's going to be, like, it's just playing in New York isn't for everybody, bro. Like, it's yeah. not. We've seen a lot of people go to, look at Randy Johnson. Remember when Randy Johnson went to New York? Yeah. And that's a kid that's I mean, from L.A. Did, or not a kid. He still didn't but, play bad, though. Nah, but he, there was all that controversy. Like, he didn't like being there. He hated being in New York because New York is just, it's, Derek, that's what, that's the best thing about Derek Jeter is that, like, he had such tough skin that it's like he could, yeah, didn't, nothing bothered him. You know what I yeah. mean? Not everyone's built like that. When he kept his side of the street clean, which is, <laughs> a good point. which is, uh, Joey Gallo's not good dirty. in New York. What's that? It's not like Joey Gallo has any, like, Dirty secrets. I mean, That's he just underperformed. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I don't. I mean, yeah, yeah. The Dodgers are like that's their one move. I do think that like you know they watch the Padres get better. Yeah. The the Braves got better. The Phillies got better. The yeah. Mets got better. Plus the Mets get Degrom back from injury, right? So that's in itself is like an addition. And the Did Dodgers the just kind of sat that back. much better. I mean, I think so. I think. uh you know, adding a guy like Darren Ruff because they I can't put them at stand pat today. Kind of, but I mean, getting Degrom back is a big lift, dude. Oh yeah, but that yeah, but that doesn't necessarily have anything to do with the trade deadline. Yeah, I'm, as far as like trades go, I don't think they did anything like ultra significant. I do think you the addition of uh, I, see, I don't, I don't, I didn't really care yeah. for that one. I think the addition of Darren Ruff is actually important because. They're 24th in WRC plus against left-handed pitching, and Darren Ruff rakes left-handed pitching. Like, that's what yeah, they needed. He doesn't have to go against a righty. Yeah, but that's what they got him literally just to face lefties because yeah. they, they don't have – they're bad against lefties. So yeah. that fixes that issue right there. Um, but, yeah, I don't think they did anything, like, super significant, especially with their two division rivals getting better, Ben, Phillies yeah. and, um, and the Braves. But I want to go back to the Giants real quick. Yeah. We, we kind of got off track. The Giants were interesting to me because they teetered that line of like, are we going to be buyer or seller? And they didn't buy, they didn't sell, they just kind of stayed the same. Yeah, they no, they lost depth. Which uh, but is I mean, like, horrible they me. traded JD Davis for Darren Ruff. I mean, that's kind of like a wash. Yeah, you lose Caselli, um, which was uh, he's a good he's backup a good catcher. Catcher. Backup I don't catcher. think he's going to be. Uh, I put him better than a backup catcher, to be honest. But um, they need, dude. They need to ride Joey Bart, bro. They have to oh, get yeah, this so, guy confident. Yeah. They have to yeah. get him in tune, like they've. Yeah. You, you know, you lose a couple relief pitchers, which is the weakness of the Giants right now. Yeah. So I mean, that just causes a bigger hole with your problem. Well, I mean, their problems. You did nothing to address that. Um, you know, it, it, the second that they didn't get Soto, they should have been sellers. They should have sold everything off. Yeah. And I understand that you want a lot for Rodon, 
but at the same time, you might as well get something out of him. We talked about this last week. He's going to opt out. He's going to opt out of his contract. So you might as well get something for him. And I know you have big, you know, hopes for him, but when he opts out of his contract, you get nothing, nothing. So why not get some prospects? Even Jock Peterson, he's only on a one year deal too. Yeah. Yeah. You lose him now, you, you lose Rodon and you get nothing in return. Another belts hurt, dude. So hard to trade. I think they still could have gotten something out of him. Um, you know, he's not, he's not done for the season and you, everybody knows how much of a clutch hitter he can be. Um, he's gone a lot of the, a a long way away from his kind of ebbs and flows of batting, um, where he goes through highs and then he goes through major lows. So, you know, I think you definitely could have gotten something for belt, and the second you get, you don't get Soto with the Dodgers, with the uh, the Padres in your division, you sell. Yeah, and I mean, dude, they Zon lost six in a row to that. the Dodgers now. Yeah, and I mean, like I thought after last night when they just got fucking bombarded by the by the Dodgers, yeah. it's like that was their fifth loss in a row to the Dodgers. Really, none of them were close except for that first one after the All Star break where they kind of yeah. like went back and forth. But it's like, all right, that kind of like showed me like, all right, the Dodgers are here and the Giants are here. Yeah. Like that that's where you know, okay, we have the trade deadline tomorrow. Like we're not a contender at all yeah. this year. If you don't get Soto, you're not a contender. I don't even think with Soto they're a contender. Yeah, I think with Soto they were a contender because they're not getting away get getting rid of pieces that are on the field right now. Yeah, but they and needed more pieces. Back. They needed relievers. They need starting pitching. I mean, outside yeah, of Soto, I mean, they got a have, bunch of dudes that shouldn't even be on the field. If you have Soto, though, you're getting more people coming to the Giants because next they year, want to play. not this year. No, I think you do still do at the trade deadline. No, because you still got then you got you still got to trade hella pieces. You're gonna gut your whole farm. No, you sell. You send your Darren Ruff. You send your Caselli. You send Darren your- Ruff ain't getting you nothing to win now. Got you, JD Davis. You can get, yeah, but you put that together with, you can get a relief pitcher for that. I don't know, man, because the, the good teams need relief pitching. Yeah. And if I'm a bad team, why do I want Darren Ruff? Why am I going to give you a guy that's good on my field now to get Darren Ruff? You know what I mean? Yeah. That's why that, that Mets-Giants trade was just like a J.D. Davis-Darren Ruff swap. It was yeah. like, hey, we need a right-handed bat. We'll give you a left-handed bat. Here you go. Yeah. So. Yeah. And the Giants just platoon guys. I mean, uh, the Giants, like, they're just, I don't know what their plan of action is. And with a guy like Farhan, it's like he's come from two organizations that, like, they they have plans of action. And I just don't mm. see it with the Giants here. Like, I don't know what their plan is. Like, Well, the plan is to get through these. I mean, it's almost like the Sharks. Like, it's the curse of the Bay Area right now. <laughs> to get through these old old players with big contracts and – the, the contracts that you messed up and you have to get through them to get to a new place where you can restart. What's the Giants record in the last 15 games? Are they like, aren't they like two and 13? I don't, I don't probably. I mean, dude, I would get rid of anything that is of value. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like it just uh, that's part of the reason no why sense. I don't understand why. You know, the second that they didn't get Soto, they didn't just sell, sell, sell. They should have. I don't think Soto would have done anything for him this year. I think that 
next year they would have would have pushed them on. into a higher rank of the so they could lose in the wild card as the third seed third wild card seed so in the last 10 games they're 3 and 7 in the last 15 they're 5 and 10 Woo! the last 20 they're Eight and twelve. <laughs> That's one big pile of shit. That is one big pile of shit. That's a bad baseball team right there. The A's are a better team right now. Yeah, especially with three straight losses to the Diamondbacks. Yeah, six straight with the Dodgers. Yeah, I just I don't know what Farhan's doing, dude. And yeah. I mean, maybe he has a plan of plan going into next year, but. You know, I always thought going into last year when they first hired Farhan, I thought his whole plan was going to be like, all right, we're going to tear this thing down and mm-hmm. then just totally rebuild it. Last year they had like a really a really good well, year. Last year was a anomaly. was a curse. It was an anomaly. Well, I know, but it was a curse to the Giants. I mean, <laughs> you, you got to think about it. If it wasn't for last year, we wouldn't have given Belt um uh, Crawford, and who was the other one who got another extension last year? Uh, they gave Belt an extension, Crawford an extension, and I think uh, they didn't give Posey one because he retired. But yeah, that was the year before. They did give someone else, else. They did sign give someone an extension. Dude, was who it was Longoria? It? No, it wasn't Longoria. I don't remember, but they did trade for. Uh, Chris Bryant, and then he walked yeah. at the end of the year. Yeah. But, I mean, he didn't do anything this year either, so. Yeah, he's been hurt basically all year. I mean, it was it's just it's just a tough look, dude, for the Giants. Yeah. And, I mean, this is an organization. This is one of the historic organizations in baseball, especially on the West Coast. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's just it's tough scene. Who, who were some of your winners? Obviously, the Padres. Padres was definitely a big win uh, today. I, I mean, I do think they gave up a decent amount. Um for for Soto, uh, but adding Josh Bell coming back as well was a, a big push. To that um, I think the Astros was a uh, was a win uh, today. They got Trey Mancini yesterday, um, and then today they got Christian uh, Vasquez, which was you know is going to be a, a position and catcher that they really needed to fill. Um, so not only is he defensively you know a, a prowess. Um, but he can bat. He's not going to be someone who's going to completely change your offense. But I don't think they necessarily need that with the clutch hitting that they have, as well as the power that they have in Jordan. Um, so I think with Mancini and and Vasquez, I think that is a a win for them. Um, I think the Twins kind of took a W today in getting uh, Tyler Mall. Um, that was a huge you know, pitcher that they needed and let's go, y'all. You know, that that's somebody who you know can really help that team move to the next level and win that division, which is completely up in the air. Um and we didn't really see much happen. The White Sox didn't do anything. Yeah, from the White Sox, which was a huge only thing they're doing is their managers falling asleep in the middle of ball games in the dugout. I didn't see that. It's yeah. uh, it's it's nasty over there, Ben. Yeah. Um, dude, I honestly, Ben, I thought the Twins quietly were the best team at the deadline. Them and the Phillies, yeah. 
I thought yeah, both I those teams. Phillies, yeah, I thought both those teams addressed a lot. Yeah, um, you I know mean, the Phillies is just tough though because you're in an NL NL East that has the Mets and the Braves. Absolutely, I mean, but if you get Bryce Mets. Harper back, um, and then you also add like what they did bring in Brandon Marsh, another left-handed bat. Def- he's more of a defensive replacement, to be mm-hmm. honest, than anything. Um, and then you get. Noah Syndergaard, who's like a serviceable starting pitcher that you can throw in there with uh, Wheeler and uh, uh, Austin Nola or Aaron Nola, sorry. Mm-hmm. And then you also have you also get Rossi Iglesias, and that's what they've been missing yeah. all season. They don't they don't have a closer. Yeah, they got Knievel pitching as a closer, but that he's more of like a setup guy. He's not a closer. Yeah. Now you get that closer, huge. Well, I think. Or, I'm sorry, Rossi Iglesias went to the Braves. I'm sorry the. The Phillies got David Robertson. Mm-hmm. I think what happened today is that there is now a challenge for that final wildcard position because you've got either the Braves or Mets who are going to take that. You've got the Phillies, and then you've got the Brewers or the Cardinals, one of those two, and then you have the Padres. Yeah. Because I don't think the Padres are catching the Dodgers at this point. No, nah, the Padres but, are going to be the first wild card. They're already yeah. in the first or second wild card, I'm sorry, behind the Braves. Yeah, so um, you're gonna either get the Mets, Mets or the Braves for that one one position, the Phillies, the Brewers or the Cardinals, and then the Padres. So you're at four teams right now. Yeah, that third spot's up in the year. And yeah, that's really gonna be that's really gonna be a tough position to go in. And even that one game, you know, one game series. Well, not even series, but the one wild card game to be that number two. That's going to be tough. It will be. Yep. I, honestly, I could see the Brewers falling out completely, dude. They trade Hater. Yep. Um, they didn't really do anything. And they? and they get Rodgers, who's like basically been as productive, quote unquote. And then they got prospects in return. I thought they were going to use those prospects to try and go get somebody else. And mm-hmm. They didn't. They get Freddie Peralta back. He's pitching tomorrow. So that's a big, a big boost for them if he's right. If he's yep. right. Um, Corbin Burns lost today against the Pirates. He's kind of been – he had not been as good as he was last year. And that offense, they can't hit that well. Like, they're not a good offense, you know what I mean? So, if 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 you were to tell me – ask me right now who's going to who's gonna win the NL Central, I, I honestly might take the Cardinals. I want to look at what's the odds right now. Let's see. Odds to win NL Central. We got the Brewers minus 210. Cardinals plus 169. I mean, that plus 169 is a good value there, yep. dude. Take it all day. And you can even get it. Some books got plus 200. You can all, get it at. Uh, I mean, that's worth you know, the future bet there. For sure worth a future bet. Yeah. They, they get Quintana. They get uh, Jordan Montgomery. And the reason why I like them getting two lefties is because the Brewers can't hit lefties. Yeah. <laughs> so if they go into a series and... And, and they're only uh, two games out. Yeah, and if they go into a series with the Brewers, and let's say they throw uh, Levitar, um, Quintana, and Montgomery, bro, the Brewers might not get a hit in that series. Yeah. <laughs> they might not score a run. Well, I think the big thing, too, is is the run production that the Cardinals have. Uh, I guess maybe not the run production that the Cardinals have, but the defense that the Cardinals have. Well, the Cardinals play elite defense, but they do lose Hayter. And, yeah. Uh, or, I'm sorry, not Hayter, Bader. 477 runs, but the Brewers have allowed 439 versus the Cardinals 404. 
Um, so there is a run differential of plus 73 towards the Cardinals to plus 38 of the Brewers. So, yeah, you know, that that's a significant difference. And the Brewers have played, I don't know, they both played the uh, same amount of games. So no, I like, I like this Cardinals team if they don't have to play in Toronto. Yeah. You know, if they don't well, have to play about in Toronto too, because Toronto, Toronto did something that we were, we oh. talked about on our last podcast that I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. And they signed. Uh, they traded for Whit Merrifield today. Well, he he we, said we talked he, about. He said, "Remember, he said before he went to Toronto, yeah. or before they went to Toronto, he said, if 'If I'm on a contending team, I'll get vaccinated.' Obviously, he has to now if he wants to play." Yeah, is that know, something that you think is a positive thing uh, for Toronto? I mean, I don't necessarily think that that was like a position of need. I think it's more of like a benefit. I think um, he needed to get out of Kansas City. Yeah, but I I think bigger Highly touted prospect and on a shitty team is not going to do you any good. Yeah. Them getting Aaron Bass though and um and uh Dylan Pop from from uh or Zach Pop, I'm sorry, from the Miami Marlins. That's bigger because they've had a terrible bullpen outside of Jordan Romano all season. Mm-hmm. Jordan Romano's their closer. So they they have to get from starter Ben to Jordan Romano. They haven't had those guys in between there. Now they get two formidable guys. I wouldn't say they're like lights out by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. But it's funny because Daniel and I were on the podcast last night and we we're shitting all over the Blue Jays saying like they haven't made a move. They got to make a move for a high leverage reliever. They end up getting like two relievers. I wouldn't necessarily call them high leverage guys, yeah. but at least they're doing something. You know what I mean? Um, I don't think the Rays are that good. The Rays offense is terrible. Yep. Wander Franco, who knows if he's even going to come back at this point. Kevin Kiermeyer's out for the season. So I think that the Blue Jays, regardless, like by default, they're going to make, they're going to get a wild card. Then the Orioles trade Trey Mancini and they trade Jorge Lopez today to the Mm -hmm. Twins. Great fucking pickup by the Twins. Jorge Lopez lights out closer. But it also makes sense for the Orioles because the Orioles are not going to, they're not budging on their timeline. Like they're not supposed to be as good as they are this year. And they're not talked about that. They're they're not like the Giants last year. Like they're not going to be like, okay, we're going to trade for something. Even though we, we shouldn't be here. Like we're just going to play this out and we'll trade some guys because Jorge Lopez is a free agent at the end of the year. He's 29 Mm -hmm. years old. Who knows if he'll ever pitch that good again. He's never pitched this well before. Mm -hmm. Right. So you get something in return for him. And then Trey Mancini, he plays first base and you have a better first baseman in Ryan Mountcastle. Yeah. So losing him isn't like a, it's not terrible. I mean, they won their last two games without him. Um, and that's not to say Trey, Trey Mancini is a great person, great baseball player. It's just yeah, it, on the I Orioles. That's yeah. where they're going to lose him is his locker his, room presence. Uh, is locker room presence. But they have Adley right Rushman here. for that. Yep, absolutely. He's a leader. And, and I think we talked about that last week with Baltimore. And you don't sell what you've been working on for so long for a chance at a wild card position. Yeah, but I mean, and, like, it's like I was telling Daniel last night. All right, the Orioles going into next year, then they get John Means back, who's out for the season mm-hmm. with Tommy John surgery, who, when he's healthy, is like a, a one-two starter. Yeah. Then you call up Grayson Rodriguez, who's hurt, who's been hurt since June, but he, he'll he be up at the end of the year. Uh, D.L. Hall, who's another top prospect of theirs, right? So that's three pitchers. Then you get Tyler Wells. He got hurt. I think Tyler Wells getting hurt changed a lot of things for the Orioles, to be honest. Mm -hmm. I think if Tyler Wells doesn't get hurt, they could make some moves. But with him being out, he's their best pitcher this year. 
Yeah. They lose him. You know, it's tough. But they get him back next year. So that's four starters right there. Then you have Kyle Bradish, who's a young guy, electric stuff. He just needs to learn how to throw strikes. Yeah. And then you have <laughs> Dean Kramer and you have um Oh my god, why is his name slipping off the top of my head right now? Uh, Spencer Watkins. Mm. So you have like seven guys going into next year you could like literally have starters with, right? That could start ball games. So if I'm if I'm the Orioles, it's like, okay, well, I can move off a couple of those young guys to maybe go get a guy I know can pitch in the major leagues now, like a Pablo Lopez, and then maybe also sacrifice one of my bats. I wouldn't trade Gunnar Henderson, you know, because yeah. he's a he's he, he he's probably going to be up in September, right? So I, I mean, I understand what the Orioles were doing, and I think Tyler Wells' injury changed everything, but I don't think that it would have like handicapped them in the future to go get a guy now, especially a guy like Pablo Lopez, who you have club control over for a couple of years. So yeah. I was a yeah, little hurt, there, dude. But if <laughs> if there there isn't something that is worth overpaying for now true with prospects, you can overpay in free agency for true. that. True. And they're gonna have money. They have money to spend. Yeah. Because they don't have any like big free agents right now. They are going to have to make some decisions, though. Anthony Santander, Cedric Mullins, uh, Austin Hayes, who's actually like one of the guys they have locked up for a minute. But I mean, we'll see. They got they got a lot of good young talent coming up, though. Yeah. Baltimore yeah. Orioles, man, do not sleep on them. Well, yeah, but we we knew that that was going to happen. But when but we knew that that was going to take time. And with their play this year, I think that time has stepped up a little further, at least than. Than what I was expecting out of Baltimore. Oh, I, we I don't think have, anyone you know, two expected years, this. You know, but I, I, it looks like they're going to be a contending team next year. I think Daniel made a great point last night where he said, um, you know, you trade guys like Jorge Lopez, you trade guys like Trey Mancini, and you let these guys fight for a playoff and give them a taste of what it feels like. Yeah. And then they come into next year hungry. Right? And I was like, damn, that's actually a fucking great point. And I think he actually stole that from the Derek Jeter documentary because uh, I was watching it and I saw the episode. And he's a big Yankee fan, by the way. And I seen the episode today and Derek Jeter's talking about when he gets called up in the September call-ups, right? And the team, like, almost makes the play. Or the team makes the playoffs to make the wild card. And and he doesn't get to play. And he was like, oh, man, that felt so good, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, but, I mean, you look at it, too. They're, They're only a game and a half out. That's what I'm saying. Like they're right there, dude. They're right there, and they're. So they I would say they're better than the Rays, to be honest. Outside of I like, I would say they're better than the Rays. I'd say they're better than the Guardians too. Uh, uh the White Sox. I don't know. The White Sox. Okay, I'd say that. I'd say they're right with the Guardians. The White Sox and the Red Sox are the two teams that I think can push them out. Nah, dude, they're better than the Red Sox. They have a better record against the Red Sox this year. They have a winning record against them. Yeah. The Red Sox can't pitch, man. That's true. They can't. They have no starting pitching, dude. That's true. The one thing I'll say about the Guardians, though, is they have like Jose Ramirez, who's a better player than anyone they have right now. The one thing, the reason why I think they're better than the Rays is like, all right, the Rays have Shane McClanahan and Drew Rasmussen, who I think are both phenomenal pitchers. But their lineup sucks, dude. Yeah. Like, they can't hit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I would take the Orioles lineup all day over the Rays lineup. Yeah. I would take the Rays starting pitching, though. And if Jorge Lopez was in there, I mean, even without Jorge Lopez, I'd probably take the Orioles' bullpen. Because, I mean, they still have Dylan Tate. They have Felix Batista. 
they have you know formidable guys in there, but I do think losing Jorge Lopez is is going to ultimately cost them. Yeah, because he's I mean he's been in nails, dude. Yeah, but I agree, dude. They I think that they've been. Um, I think they could still make the playoffs. You know what I mean? They could still make the oh, wild card. Yeah. But Ben, we we got to stop talking about the White Sox because all we keep talking about the White Sox is, well, when the White Sox turn it around, yeah, we've been saying yeah. we've been saying that for like three months yeah. now, dude. I mean, so at some point, it's like they're not going to turn it around. Maybe these guys yeah. are just who they are. Yeah. Dylan Cease has been phenomenal, Ben. That dude, we should that Cy Young pick you talked about a month ago. The numbers keep getting worse because he keeps fucking dealing, dude. Yeah, it's just getting worse and worse value. Yep. Um, but outside of Dylan Cease, they have no really good starting pitching. Johnny Cueto is probably their second best pitcher, which is surprising then because it's Cueto, and they can't hit yeah. righties, dude. Yeah, they yep. can't hit righties. Yoan Mikata is having a very down year. Um, help uh, Abreu, and then Robertson. Eloy Jimenez can, like, never stay healthy. Those dudes are, yeah. like, always in and out of the lineup. I mean, it's just, I don't know. And then their manager's falling asleep in the middle of games, dude, I in the dugout. That. Send me that video, please. I, I, I will. Uh, Daniel showed me last night. He was like, you didn't see it? I was like, nah, dude. I didn't see it either, so. And then I was like, holy shit, this motherfucker really falling asleep in, in the middle of games, dude. All right, uh, losers today. I mean, the loser, biggest loser is, to me, the Giants, dude. Giants and okay. Red Sox, I think, are the two biggest losers. I, I don't. One more. I don't understand what the fuck they're doing. See, I, both of those, I don't necessarily necessarily see as losers. I just see, I, I see them on the losing side, but I don't think they're. Well, who who are so? Who do you consider a loser? The Cubs. Why? You have a farewell game for Wilson Contreras and Ian Happ, and you don't get rid of them. Yeah, but I mean, like you gotta set your market. You know what I mean? If you, the the interesting thing about the Cubs, Ben, is that they have like a lot of good young talent, like uh, Horner, who's the shortstop, and then they have yeah. uh, Morell, who plays like infield, outfield. So I mean, I don't think they're that far off, to be honest. They're far off. I don't think so, dude. They're far off. Who's pitching? Well, I mean, they got they don't have terrible pitching. James Steele is like a nice young pitcher. Sometimes you just got to get guy, you got guys just have to learn how to pitch. Keegan Thompson's been really good this season too. I mean, he's basically been their best pitcher. But I mean, outside of those two, yeah, you have like a, a lot of questions. Oh, Marcus Stroman, since he's come back, he's been really good, but he's been hurt basically all year. I don't think the Cubs are like that far off, dude. So I understand like why they were the hesitant. The Cubs are only half came up on Pittsburgh, bro. They're that far off. But I'm saying they're like talent wise, I don't think that they're you've that far got, off. They they had got, really bad pitching in the beginning of the year. Offensively, all you have is uh, okay, Nico Horner. He's nice. Morale's nice. You got Ian Happ. You got Wilson Contreras. Patrick Wisdom. Eh. Dude, Morales third in in NL uh, Rookie of the Year odds right now. Yeah, he's only played sixty four games though. That's what I'm saying. Um, like they're a young team. They're a very young team. Saya Suzuki. I mean, he's gonna be okay. He started off the year good, kind of, yeah. kind of fell down. But that's the thing is like their team like. They have guys that play well. Like, they don't all gel at the same time. Yeah. 
I mean, what are you realistically going to get from Ian Happ, dude? Or what are you going to get for him? Mar- uh, what's his name? The catcher. Um, what's the catcher's mm-hmm. name? For the Cubs? Yeah. Contreras? Wilson Contreras. Yeah. That's the guy that they probably could have got the most from. But I think you can get a lot out of Ian Happ as well. But, I mean, we don't know what people offered for him. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Because, I mean, the Dodgers went out and got Joey Gallo, so apparently they didn't like what people were asking for. But uh, I think the biggest thing was the biggest thing, though, is you have a farewell game for these players. You have them in tears in the, the dugout and out there at bats, and then you don't trade them away. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I don't know. Should bring on Eli, who's a big Cubs fan. He could uh he could talk about the Cubs yeah. and give his insight. But yeah, I mean, I mean, you might be right, but I just think if if I'm a GM dude and I'm asking, you know, I have an asking price. Unless that player is like absolutely a free agent and absolutely gone at the end of the year, and I have no chance on re-signing him, I'm not just going to give him to you for nothing. You know what I mean? You, but yeah, okay, yeah. Like I want fair market value. And I, I feel like a lot of these teams, especially, something. I, I feel like especially like the Dodgers, dude, like they never like to part with their prospects. Yeah, you know what I mean. They always try to like lowball teams. Same with the Yankees. So it's like, you know, I don't if if I'm another team, like I don't exist in the major leagues to fucking feed your team my guys once they get good and once they come up for big contracts. And, and that's kind of why I was a little hurt when with the A's trade with Montas. Um, you know, I, I saw the Luis Castillo trade, and Castillo gets three of the Mariners' top five prospects. And, you know, we can argue all day till tomorrow about the prospect rankings and how they're ranked and stuff. Yeah. But the A's don't even get a – they get one position player. Like, bro, we can't hit. <laughs> like, what are, we, what are we doing? Like, that should be should be number one emphasis, dude, of, uh, of what you're trying to get is hitters. And you get three pitchers. I, I wasn't too stoked about it, but – you know, Dylan, Daniel talked me out of it. He said, "Hey, these are pretty good pitchers, and the the A's always do things their own way, dude. They don't go off ranking systems. Like they do what they do, and they're usually good at it. So, got to kind of trust the system sometimes. You know, it is what it is. What did you think of uh, of the Mariners?" Kind of a blah team today for me. Um, well, I mean, they get Luis Castillo on Friday, though. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a it's definitely a good ad for them. I don't think I just don't think it's enough. I mean, they're sitting in a wild card position right now, and you know they're obviously not going to catch the Astros. Do you think that the Julio Rodriguez and Ty France injuries could have anything to do with? A lot of like the moves because no, because those aren't lasting injuries. There, I, I mean, dude, their wrist both of them have wrist injuries. That's not good when you have to swing a bat every day. Yeah, but Julio is what 10 days? Well, he's on the 10 day IL. That doesn't mean he's gonna be back in 10 days. Yeah, I mean, dude, this is a I mean, I think that. <clears throat> Castillo getting four prospects, especially the prospects that they had. Um, oh, steal for the Reds. Arroyo. The Reds probably won the trade yeah. deadline, to be honest. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I think 
if there's a winner, lose. Marte and Arroyo go back as long as, as well as Andrew Moore and Levi Stout. Um, I think that's a, a huge win for the Reds there. Um, the Reds are kind of like the the um, uh, Orioles, where they're in that kind of rebuild system that, you know, in a couple of years, they're going to be a really good team. And this just added to that. They're in that rebuild uh, system without a Adley Rutschman, though. That's true. I mean, but I think Marte can... Oh, he's he, not going to be, definitely he's not gonna be, be as good as Rushman, but he's definitely going to be a, a great player for them. Well, the one thing that, that you, I think Elo Jimenez as well is going to be a great, or sorry, not Elo Jimenez, um, Ellie De La Cruz is going to be a great possibility for them. I mean, I, th- um, I think they got a, top level a lot of talent, dude, for sure. Yeah. The one, the one thing though, with like Adley that you can't project is leadership. Sure. And look how good the Orioles have been since they called him up, dude. We're talking about a twenty-three-year-old kid. Yeah, you know yep. what I mean. No, but I I think the Reds. You know what's shocking to me though, Ben, is like I was thinking about it the other day, and I was like, bro, why are the Reds so bad? Like they got all these guys that everyone wants to trade for. They got Luis Castillo, Tyler Mall, um, uh, you know, and then they also have like young pitchers like Nick Lodello. Then they have Brandon Drury. They have, they have the Jonathan highs and they have the lows, like. I don't think they're managed well either. Well, I think that, like, imagine if they kept Sonny Gray. And imagine if they kept, like, Mm -hmm. all those guys, you know, Tommy Pham. I mean, this is a team that, you know, they were in the playoffs last year, a couple years ago. Now they're they're nowhere to be found. Yeah. I think, but I, I think they got a lot of value back. And I think that they could be great in the future. How long that is, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, it's a huge question mark. You know, and then you got Jonathan India, who's young, like he's only mm-hmm. his second year. Like, do you hang on to him? Because I mean, who knows when these prospects are going to be ready? Two, three yeah. years by that time, he's going to be a free agent. Yeah, yep. And get India while he's got value. Trade him now, dude. Yep, you can get a yep. lot for him, dude. Oh man, any uh, players that you thought that were going to get traded that didn't? For Rodon. <laughs> um, belt. Giants uh, players. I mean, what's that? Giants players. Yeah. Cause um, I agree. Because I, I thought Loriano was definitely going to get traded. He didn't get traded. Yeah. I thought Sean Murphy was going to get traded. Who else did I think was going to get traded? Um, let's see. I think we could have seen Sorry, I'm pulling up my uh my list here. Do you think that uh Juan Soto at plus three thousand to win MVP has any traction? No. You don't think there's yes. any chance? Actually, yes I do. I do think that has traction. Um, especially if he comes in and, and Rakes plays, yeah, plays incredibly with the Padres. I think that can definitely push that. Um, you know, I'm kind of surprised we didn't see more trades coming from the Diamondbacks. Um, they got a lot of their guys are under club control, though, dude. Uh, okay, so okay. it's like you know, they um, traded David Peralta, Marlins didn't go. Um, bro, the Marlins, Kim Ning, much today, Kim Ning, the general manager there. 
I don't know what the fuck she's doing, dude. Like, yeah. that team, Ben, and I'm going to get to this team when we get to best bets. That team cannot fucking hit, dude. Like, they are literally worse than a minor league team hitting. I mean, they are atrocious. They are an awful baseball team. They might be the worst baseball team in baseball right now. I'm not even joking. And she doesn't trade anything of value to get what they need back. I'm surprised we didn't see more out of Pittsburgh today. Um, I think Pittsburgh is an interesting position out of Colorado today. I mean, Colorado doesn't have much to offer. Yeah, they don't have much options yeah. <laughs> out there. Um, Charlie Blackman signed for too long. Yeah. I don't think anyone wants to take on that contract. Nobody wants a, a hurt. Um, Chris Bryant's contract Chris is Bryant. too long, too, dude. No yeah. one wants to take on that contract, especially because he's been hurt all year. Yeah. It's crazy. Oh, come on. You know, you've got the Marlins who are batting 152 in their one game in August, uh, 279. Actually, 222. Not too bad. The Marlins? Their averaging is 237 right now. Dog, they they, they suck, dude. They suck. I've never seen a team hit so many fucking pop-ups, dude. Yeah. Problem is, is versus lefties. They are trash. Uh, and I, I, like I, Jorge Soler's out, um, Jazz Chisholm's been out. Yeah, but I mean that's just it's not a good baseball team. Yeah, we got Jesus yeah. Aguilar that looks like he should hit fucking fifty bombs a year, and that dude can't even get out of the infield, dude. Like yeah. this team just he gone. That's that's what that team is. He gone. They gone. Get him out of here, dude. Trade Sandy Alcantara. Trade Pablo you get Lopez. One piece pile of shit. I know. I thought to get that back. I gotta throw it back on there because yeah. that team is a fucking pile of shit. All right, should we get some best bets for tomorrow? Absolutely. I only got one. I only got one too. What's okay. yours? So first one, we're gonna go L.A. Dodgers minus one sixty over the San Francisco forty or forty nine. San Francisco Giants here. Um, you got Urias on the mound going against Logan Webb, um, who. I'm sorry, no, Alex Cobb is tomorrow, uh, not Logan Webb. Uh, Alex Cobb tomorrow. Uh, so, I mean, the Giants, who knows what's going on with their team right now. And I think their six-game losing streak against the Cubs is just, or against the Dodgers is going to turn into a seven-game losing streak against the Dodgers. Uh, got shelled tonight, got shelled last night, and uh, it hasn't been pretty. So, uh, let's go ahead and take Dodgers and minus 160 over the San Francisco Giants. Let's even throw a little bit on the uh, on the run, the line. run line there. Uh, run line, we're looking at minus one and a half. That's going to be plus 107, 115 area. Uh, so I think that's where you're going to get your big money there is uh, run line minus one and a half runs. Not bad value. I said I was going to talk about the Marlins. We're going to go under seven runs, Miami and Cincinnati here. Alcantara is on the mound, and he's coming off his worst start of the year where he gave up four runs on eight hits to the Metropolitans, and his ERA is now a whopping 1.99. I mean, what a terrible pitcher this guy is. Uh, But what a better bounce-back start here than to have the Cincinnati Reds, who aren't great on the road. They're 26 in WRC on the road, and they're 26 in OPS on the road versus righties. Mike Miner will be on the mound opposing Sandy Alcantara, and he hasn't been great this season at all. 6.31 ERA and a 5.34 XFIP, but he gets to face the Marlins. 
And there ain't a better team to face than the Marlins because the Marlins can't hit anybody, Ben. They're 28th in WRC Plus versus lefties at home this year. And the Marlins have scored two or less runs in 10 of their last 14 games. This team fucking sucks. Give me the under seven here. Let's cash it. Let's head to the window. I told y'all I'm not going to bet that much baseball anymore, but this is going to be one of them. Give me that under seven. Hey, Josh, uh, Josh, Jock Peterson, seven day IL for concussion. You think that played into him not getting traded? Maybe, but when did you get that concussion? Uh, 29th. So three days ago. How? I don't know. Weird. Just see the injury report. How was that bourbon, Ben? It was good. Uh, incredible bourbon for $22, uh, $21.99. Um, Hunter Proof. You're going to get a good little kick there. Um, it's it's aged for four years, so you're going to get a good good kind of taste. Um, you're going to get the uh, the barrel taste out of it. Nice. Um, this is a great bottle for you know for a bargain price. So if you ever see it early times, um, definitely pick this up. It's one that you can drink all the time. I got a I got a decanter going right now. I got another bottle waiting in the wings. I got there to go pick up another bottle after that. So let's go, y'all. Hell yeah, man. Like it. Uh, this Brazier is a picture of my uh, bourbon cart coming up pretty soon, too. <clears throat> Getting it all set up. It's looking pretty good. Nice, nice. Uh, this uh, West Coast IPA that I had, uh, it's, it's good, actually. It was really good. Had a lot of flavor, very earthy, you know, called the Sierra. What What's it called? The Sierra Candy. Definitely gave me, like, a, you know, thoughts of, like, the Sierra Mountains and stuff. This one's actually really good, dude. I would definitely drink it again. I would buy it again. I'm going to give it, like, a 4.25 out of 5. Um, I'm not sure, like, where you can find it, but if you can find it, if you're in Reno, Nevada, go hit up that brewery. I would love to go out there, too. Um, yeah, good stuff, man. Excellent yeah. stuff. Excellent show tonight. Um, make sure to go to Tavour.com or download the, Tav- the Tavour app straight to your mobile device and use promo code TAPROOM for $10 off your first purchase of $25 or more. That's yeah. craft beer delivered straight to your front door. You don't even have to leave your seat. It's that good. I use it. Ben uses it. It's worth it. I promise you. Yeah. Um, I'll be back tomorrow night with Irving. We'll be uh, breaking down the Pac-12 over under win totals um after that we're gonna be going on to the big 10 and then the sec so we got a couple more we're like four weeks away from college football we're seven ish weeks away from the nfl we got six, six, six weeks away yeah uh we got uh the the hall Almost of fame game there, we got the hall of fame game uh take yeah. the over 30 and a half because it actually opened 33 and a half got bet down to 30 and a half so take the over that's a lot of points um over 30 and a half i got i already bet it before it goes up for mr big ball ben larson i'm jordan stacks on stacks on stacks last we will see y'all later y'all have a blessed wednesday let's get this money let's beat these books and let's go let's ride